In today's episode, we're speaking with Mike Mensink. He's the VP of sales at Route This, and he is recognized not only as a great sales leader and manager, but he has such a wide experience from operating systems, enterprise content management, even ed tech. But we're going to learn how he started as a co-op in food. You're going to enjoy this. Stay tuned. Welcome to Seller's Journey, the podcast where we speak to great sales reps and leaders and share their real stories from start to sales success. Hi, everyone. I'm Joseph Fung, and we're speaking with Mike Mensink, VP Sales at Route This. Mike, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Joseph. Thanks for joining me, especially for Take Two. Much better weather today than the last time we tried this, huh? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So hopefully, uh, knock on wood, no lightning, power surges, anything interferes with this conversation because I've been looking forward to this for weeks. Yeah, me too. This is uh, my my first ever podcast, so thanks for having me. Well, this is going to be fun then. So thinking about your journey, uh, let's start off kind of right, right at that start there. Where did you go to school and what did you study? Yeah, so I, I mean, I was born and raised in Waterloo, stuck around close to home. Uh, went to University of Waterloo and actually went for math. So, you know, not a lot of people expect sales leaders to come from the math side, but that's that's where I got my start. Cool. So studied math. Um, we know that your journey has taken you through a few twists and turns, and, and I'm going to come to them, but you're now at Route This. Can you help our audience? Uh, what's what's the company do? What's the, the value prop, the elevator pitch? Yeah, of course. Um, so really, I mean, as, the homes become more and more connected, right? We add more and more devices in the home. There's obviously a huge reliance on uh, Wi-Fi. And especially mm -hmm. now more than ever with all of us working at home, we get frustrations with, you know, how do we optimize and how do we make sure that our home is working the best that it possibly can and that, um, you know, we're able to make sure that all parts of our home have good Wi-Fi, things like that. So the example that I can give really is around you know, you're sitting at home, you're watching Netflix, it starts to buffer, you get frustrated, you call your uh, internet service provider, and they don't really know what's happening inside the home, right? They know what's happening in the lines and things like that. But typically speaking, they start to ask you a whole whack load of questions to try and understand mm. what's happening, um, which is obviously frustrating for the agent, frustrating for you. They end up guessing as to what the, you know, issue actually is in your home. So what we do is we eliminate all of that. We actually, through an app on your phone, allow you to scan your entire network. And what that does mm -hmm. is come back with a whole bunch of data points. And then through an intelligence layer actually tells you, okay, what are the main um, you know, issues that are happening inside of your home? And how do we rectify that? So really it, it walks mm -hmm. either agents at a service provider or more recently for us, the actual end user through an easy to rectify um, you know, basically workflow that makes sure that uh, you optimize the way that your internet works in your home. This sounds like a really complex sale because I imagine you're selling a, a B2B offering to to these uh, network providers and these service providers, but you have a B2C product in the app too. That that sounds challenging. So it's, it, it is predominantly B2B. So we're selling, you know, vast majority to either connected device companies or mm -hmm. to internet service providers. Um, but at the end of the day, it's to save costs uh, for the service providers themselves. Got it. Okay. Now, I alluded to your breadth of experience, and 
given the fact you've been at so many great tech companies, I can see how you're nailing it there at, at Route This, but let's rewind again, kind of back to the sure. beginning. Uh, you shared a great comment about how co-op at the University of Waterloo provided you with an interesting opportunity to, to kind of expose yourself to the sales and marketing work, but in the food industry. Can you can you help our audience understand what, what does co-op look like and what was the the role that got you started in, in sales? Yeah, I think the I mean the the beautiful part of co-op is it allows you to test out a whole bunch of different uh, jobs, figure uh-huh. out what you like, what you don't like. So uh, obviously, um, you know, taking math, it gave me sort of the opportunity to start to try out some of your traditional math fields. So I mean, I tried out accounting first. My my dad was an accountant, so he kind of pushed me towards you know trying that aspect. So I tried that first. Uh, and then from there, I went into uh, doing some data analytics. Found out that that probably wasn't really for me. And then mm. uh, my last couple co-ops uh, got into Renee's Gourmet and into sales and marketing role there and really learned to love, you know, the interactions that you get uh, on a day-to-day basis with all of your customers, understanding what's important to them, what's important to their business. And essentially mapping back, I realize I'm talking about <laughs> about food and maybe I've spent too much time in tech now, but you know, you map whatever that solution is back to what the goals of their organization is. And, you know, I just happened to, st- to start doing that in food. That, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm super intrigued. Uh, the first two roles, it makes sense to me. You know, a math student, I'm going to try out data analytics. And what triggered you to say, you know what, I'm going to try sales and marketing. But let's, let's ignore the food thing for a moment. But you yeah. know, what, what sparked you to try sales and marketing? It's it, it's funny. I think the story that I always tell like goes back to when I was was young. My, my dad um, is a, an accountant by trade and mm-hmm. uh, worked at Conestoga College in, in education. And I feel like any time that I wanted something as a kid, I had to sell my dad hard on whatever <laughs> that was because you know money wasn't just given away; it was earned, or it was uh, it was you know you had to provide the value. So I remember you know when I was young, I wanted this T-shirt. And I had to sell my dad on this wasn't just any t-shirt. There was embroidery on it and the stitching and everything was. So I feel like very early on, I was able to kind of test out my sales skills on my dad in order to get certain things that I wanted. And I feel like, you know, that's kind of where, uh, that's where I started. And then, you know, I kind of thought, all right, maybe I should take some of the analytical side uh, that I obviously have with the math degree uh, and then take some of this salesmanship I've kind of learned along the way and see if those two marry well together. And obviously they, they've worked out. All right. I can empathize with the pitching parents on, on cool t-shirts. For me, it was one of those hyper color shirts that would change color. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I was as successful as you were though. Uh, I, I did not get one. <laughs> okay. So I, I understand the journey in terms of kind of trying out sales and marketing. Um, and you spoke a little bit about what you loved about it. Uh, but then you, you did switch into tech kind of post-graduation. Uh, how did that come to be? How'd you land that first role and what was that like? Yeah, actually, the way that I landed my first role was, I, I don't know if it was the the uh, the person who ultimately hired me, I think, said, I see a lot of myself in you, which is obviously, which is obviously good. But I think he he liked the fact that I came from food, and I'm I'm still to this mm. day not entirely sure why. Um, but part of it is, I mean, food is such a 
low margin. Um, mm-hmm. so that, you know, the idea that if you're able to sell and pitch on something that's super low margin, you really do have to differentiate. And I think so the, the idea of being able to, you know, understand a market where you really do have to find other areas to differentiate, um, I think was something that was of interest to him and obviously gave me a shot. And, um, yeah, went very well from there. I, I love that idea of areas of differentiation. So, so if we step back to that, then, you know, wh- while you were selling food, um, what was that sales motion like? I mean, were you, this is an area I don't have as much experience in. So I don't know, are you selling to grocery stores? Are you, is it like selling samples? Um, you know, what does that look like uh, in the, the food industry? Yeah, the, the part of the business that I was in was food service. So we were selling to restaurants and things like that. And um, actually one of the, probably, if not the best experience, one of the best experiences in co-op was the ability to be part of a pitch team that pitched back to Pizza Pizza. So we went Uh-oh. in and we pitched, you know, at the time, Pizza Pizza was just introducing uh, salads. Mm-hmm. And so there was the ability to go in and pitch Pizza Pizza on using, you know, your dressing as part of the actual uh, the salad launch. And we ended up winning that business. We did a huge launch in, in downtown Toronto. Remember at the time we had Pinball Clemens was like the wow, celebrity. We great. had Le'Veon Rose come and do a fashion show. I don't quite know how that fit in. Um, <laughs> but just being being part of that um, was such a great experience to actually go in and, and pitch and win the, the pizza pizza business. So I can see there's a bunch of lessons coming out of that, that, that kind of unique pitch, that brand alignment, you spoke about uh, kind of finding a solution. Are there any examples where you can think about taking those lessons and applying them in the tech roles you've had? Well, I think, I think, you know, there's, there's tons of similarities, regardless of what you're selling. I think, you know, obviously understanding um, your buyers, understanding what's Mm -hmm. important to them, making sure that, you know, ultimately you're aligned um, both on a value standpoint, but on um, a relationship standpoint as well. I think it's important to to set expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of similarities as far as selling goes, regardless of whether you're, you know, selling salad dressing or selling technology. Uh, a lot of it comes down to relationships and making sure that you set the right expectations. You understand, you know, who your buyers are and you mm-hmm. uh, you have a good partnership going forward. So thinking about the the kind of a partnership going forward, uh, as we think about your experience and going forward, uh, you you land your first role at Novell, and then you move on to OpenText, uh, another great uh, tech company. Uh, what was what was that shift like? Uh, did you find it was a lot of the same kind of selling motions? Was it a big disruption? Uh, you know, how would you reflect back on that experience? Uh, it was it was it was quite different for me actually, because the the start that I got was in an industry where people were shifting away from the technology. So the, the company that I worked for, you know, we sold uh, an antiquated um, email service in, in mm-hmm. group wise, and everybody was kind of moving away from um, the OS that, that they were working on. So customers tended to not want to necessarily give bad news. So I started my sales career in tech, you know, trying to, you know, call and sell to people that were trying to dodge me because they ultimately didn't want to tell me that they were going a different route. So I was like, oh man, is this what sales is really like longer term? And uh, so I spent, you know, two and a half years there. It it actually worked out really well for me because 
in a tough market like that, you learn that you need to sometimes grind it out and moving to mm-hmm. open text. I remember, you know, making calls and having customers go, so glad to hear from you. And I was like, whoa, what's, whoa. what's, what's, what's <laughs> happening? You want to talk to me? You want, like, it was just completely, uh, completely different. And I think the fundamentals that I got from, you know, just the selling motion that you go through when somebody doesn't necessarily want to talk to you and give you bad news to somebody who really does. And, oh. you know, the, the conversations that come out of somebody who really does want to partner with you, I think was like, you know, mind blowing at the time. And I was like, finally, this is exactly where I was meant to be. That must have felt really, really good. Absolutely did at the time. At the time yeah. <laughs> okay. So the, the juxtaposition of those two roles is, is really uh, exciting. Um, thinking about your journey, we're kind of catching up to, to the areas where, where you and I first met. Um, you've spent a good long time in the ed tech space, a desire to learn, but Briefly, in between, you also spend a bit of time at Salesforce, and we speak to so many people who aspire to get into tech sales, and they often kind of name drop the kinds of companies they'd like to work for. And they say, you know, Microsoft or LinkedIn, and the companies they name in Salesforce is often one of them. Uh, So would love to hear uh, even just your brief thoughts on kind of what pulled you into that role at Salesforce, but then what pulled you into desire to learn D2L? Uh, after such a short period of time, because uh, that's a, an interesting vignette, uh, but you crushed it at D2L. So what what did that transition period look like? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think what, what caught me about Salesforce was exactly what you said, right? There were very sexy companies at the time. Um, mm-hmm. and I think Salesforce continues to be one of those sexy companies. I mean, uh, I think the year that I was there, you know, they were uh, most innovative company second year in a row. So as far as the technology and what they were doing and the growth rate and all that kind of stuff, uh, I mean, top notch. Uh, you know, I love the tech. As a salesperson, you know, obviously you you understand uh, the technology that you use day in, day out. So using this, this CRM and at the time, you know, CRM was sort of the, the big play. I know they've moved into a lot of other areas at this point. But at the time, um, you know, there was obviously most innovative company. You sell something that you you really know um, day in day out. So you know, I went there. Actually, loved my experience. Got a ton of training. I mean, that's one thing they they do very well is they understand sales process. They know how to train, all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. So got you know a, a great foundation um, just in selling from the time that I had there. But um, had a, a great mentor of mine at at Open Text. Um, move over to D2L and uh, yeah, always uh, sort of looked up to him in the selling role and, you know, managed to convince me one day that, uh, that I should come over and, you know, D2L was the place where I should be and stuff like that. So um, yeah, managed to convince me to, uh, to move over to, to D2L and to help build and grow the the enterprise business which at the time in 2013 was still relatively new that's great uh and that that idea of following a leader that you uh you respect and admire that's such great uh, yeah. a great way for it to happen yeah yeah absolutely so thinking about where you're at now uh, i mean you've you spent a good chunk of time at, at d2l we we got acquainted there uh you're leading sales at, at route this and now when you think about your journey uh, I'm sure that's impacted how you hire for sales. So 
as you think about how your team will grow and the types of people you'll need to be bringing in, what would be some of the things that you're particularly looking for? What would be some of the signs that you know people should think about in their own career planning? Yeah, I mean, I, I think first and foremost, you have to be you have to be curious. You have to want to learn about other businesses. One of the things that I love about sales is, you know, every day is not the same. Um, mm-hmm. Every company is not the same, even if you sell into the same industry. So you you do have to be you know curious about you know what people's businesses are like, what's important to one person versus another, um, things like that. I think mm-hmm. you know the other. The other piece really is is more about coachability or the desire and the thirst for more information. Like I think mm-hmm. all of us can continue to improve day in day out. And you know, one of the things that that I felt very strongly about, especially at D two L, was this idea that you know it is about lifelong learning. So I think you know any sales rep, I think anybody in general should really you know want to continue to better themselves and to have, you know, a coach, a mentor, somebody that can ultimately support that vision, I think is important. So, you know, from my standpoint, I'm looking for people on the team that really do have that, you know, thirst for knowledge and want to continue to uh, approve upon, you know, even little things. If you can get just a little bit better every single day, those are the types of people that I'm looking for. I love that idea of the, the kind of continuous improvement and and lifelong learning. Um, we We often hear from people that, their ability to change or adapt are, are some of the things that they're most proud of. Um, what about you? If you reflect on your career, yeah, you've had so many highlights. Uh, is there any particular accomplishment that you'd say you're most proud of so far? Well, I think, I mean, I'll, I'll, I think I'll give two answers. I mean, the first one, again, is, you know, going back to what I love about sales to begin with is just the, the relationships that I've built over the years. And that's, you know, not only the people that I've worked with along the way, but you know, I'm still friends with customers that I had, you know, in my first couple of years at OpenText, still talk to them on a regular basis. So I think just like the breadth of knowledge and relationships that I've built throughout my career is probably, you know, the one that uh, mm-hmm. is most impactful for me because, you know, it not only affects business, but it affects, it affects personal as well. So I think that's the first one. I mean, if I, if I look at, um, you know, on, on the other side, I, I think, you know, the combination of my first million dollar deal and my first million dollar deal that I coached my team member to achieve, oh, I think great. are, are, are two, two big ones. Yeah. I can, I can imagine how good the, uh, that second one in particular would feel, uh, helping yeah. somebody else accomplish that. That's wicked. Yeah. Mike, this has been so good. And we got a great glimpse into, into your journey. Thank you for sharing. Um, uh, I'd love to ask a couple of rapid fire questions before we wrap up, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Cool. So you've been selling tech across a ton of companies uh, and selling food, but thinking about the tools of the trade, what has been your favorite sales tool? Uh, so right now I have to say, I have to say Gong. I think uh, for our business and, and where we are to date, just the uh, you know, ability to be able to see into conversations and things like that has been uh, hugely impactful. Nice. Um, outside of work, uh, recreation. What's what's been your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Um, like I think that I like all the the dumb comedies, the wedding um, singer, the uh, ones like that. I'd say right now with two little kids of three and five, uh, you know, if it's not animated, it doesn't get played in this house. So 
you know, right now, probably Moana or something like that. There is, there are a lot of cartoons going on in my place too. I can have a yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I loved how you earlier, you shared how you experimented and tested different careers as a co-op, but when you were a kid, what did you want to grow up to be? Uh, I think, I, I think I'm not much different than most Canadian kids who are like, you know, some professional sport. I think I wanted to be a hockey player or a golfer or baseball, something like that. Nice. Nice. Like this has been so good. Thank you so much for the time for, for sharing your journey and uh, for all the, the little anecdotes in between, because this has been a fantastic conversation. Yeah, it's been fun. I appreciate the time. Uh, and we, we made it through without any uh, internet hiccups or lightning breaking things down like we did last time. Yeah. Look at that. And like I said, if you ever, you ever need a hand with that, you know where to come. Absolutely. We'll make sure that we uh, run that test next time and, and get us back up and running quickly. Mike, Sounds thanks good. again. I hope you have a great, great afternoon and looking forward to our next chat. Yep. Me as well. You too. Thanks, Joseph. Take care. Bye.